Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast. I am God's Loner and I am back with another episode. I am so excited to be back. Like, it's been a few couple of months without me dropping an episode and I'm finally back. You know, it's in the middle of the night and I had this idea for a new episode. Because, like, this is the only time I can actually ever record. I live in a very loud house. You know, there's, like, a lot of us in here. You know, and... This is the only time I can have like my quiet time and my voice is a little raspy so please don't mind that. I will try to like not make my voice, I don't know how to not make it raspy but this is like, I can't change it, it's just the way it is, you know. But anyway, I was just laying in my bed like right now and I had an epiphany, so to call it. You know, I always make episodes talking about other sorts of mental health issues or struggles of just being alive or surviving on this earth. And I've never spoken about like the main issue that I feel like I'm constantly dealing with, you know, something I know very well. And that is quite mind boggling because how did I skip this and like run to other parts of like my life issues you know but anyway i want to speak today about anxiety you know i just want to speak about anxiety my struggles with anxiety what anxiety really is and how do i cope with my anxiety anyway i think i started realizing that i had anxiety around the ages of five you know um i think that's when i started becoming really aware that i was not like the other kids and that i was very reserved and that i only liked being around certain types of people or certain types of areas you know that made me feel secure safe and comfortable you know i feel like that had that was very hard on me growing up because like you know i as much as people with anxiety always search for that safety you know whether in a person or in a habit i never had that you know i never had that type of person that understood the type of person that i was you know or the person that understood my anxiety that gave me that safe space so i had to grow up you know to develop my own And I think that's probably why I'm an introvert, you know, because I created that little world for myself and I'd rather stay there than to just go out into the world, you know, because for somebody with anxiety, the world is never a safe place, you know, regardless of how people constantly tell you that, no, it's okay, you know, you're going to be with this person and that person and we're going to go to a place that you've went to before, you know, it's okay, but that's just not how it works, you know, with my anxiety. And one thing I've realized with anxiety in general is majority of the time, you know, it's just all in our head. It's just all in our head. I think anxiety is we are um, convinced that everything that is happening, you know, is happening only to us. Yeah, I feel like especially when you're in public, you know, we our mind has probably trained itself to assume that we're like the main character and everybody's eyes is on us and you better not make you know a fool of yourself don't trip don't 
fidget just that's why we probably always have our phones out even though we're doing absolutely nothing is because we don't want to draw attention to ourselves or we probably assume that we've drawn attention to ourselves so we're trying to distract ourselves from that thought you know because that's what it is to be honest it's a thought and i think ever since i was on this journey of becoming self-aware i started realizing these habits you know these habits these unhealthy toxic habits that i've been creating for myself you know um of how every time i went out especially going out to the mall i always used to dress in like baggy clothes because i always assumed that people were looking and judging my body you know especially now that you're entering into this whole new age of puberty and your body is developing and now you're maturing and becoming a young woman so you assume that ah you know everybody else is as focused on me as i am on myself and which is by the way totally not the case you know like i feel like i should say this right now nobody cares nobody cares about what you're doing nobody cares about how you look nobody cares yes people might seem like they're looking at you but i feel like our anxiety takes that much more deeper than it actually is you know i mean yes people are looking at you because maybe because you just passed or they like your jeans or they like your shoes or they like your hairstyle not because they are interpreting your thoughts you know i made this um theory that helped me with um going out more every time i leave the house i always used to repeat this to myself that no matter what happens to me all these people that i'm going to meet today i am never going to see them ever again so if i trip if i make a fool of myself if i embarrass myself i am never going to see these people ever again so that like made it so much easier for me to go out to the mall you know like i can i can be myself you know i can i can i can do whatever it is i want i don't have to be so self aware or or self conscious you know i can just I can just be like everybody else, calm and collected, because no matter what happens, I'm never gonna see these people ever again in my life. So, what do I have to lose? So that like made it so much easier to cope with my anxiety when I went into like public places. You know, I didn't always have to like ask somebody to tag along because, to be honest, I was reaching that age where I was forced to become independent. You know, I mean, if I was like around the ages of fourteen, fifteen, that that would be understandable. Like, okay, fine, I need to at least go with a friend or with a sibling, or you know. But like, I'm at an age where, honey, you have to be independent. It's like it's not a choice. You know, it's something that's forced. You know, there's no, there's no. What is the English for this? There's no either or. You know. You're at an age where you're you're gonna be forced to go into the world all by yourself, and if you don't find a way to deal with that, you're gonna suffer. So I, I, I'm not gonna say I created a theory. I don't think it's a theory. I think it's just it's what is realistic. But to somebody with anxiety, it isn't. You know, you grow up with a sort of mentality, and therefore that mentality becomes normal. So I think that's why it became a sort of theory, but it's a theory to me 
as a person living with anxiety, but it's just a normal mindset to a normal human being. But then I reached a challenge, you know, when I started going to school and stuff and I embarrassed myself in front of like all my school pupils and I was like, how do I apply the mindset of I'm never going to see these people again? I'm literally going to see them tomorrow, you know? And then, yes, I let the embarrassment sit with me. I let it eat me up inside. I let it affect me so that one day when I look back at this, it wouldn't affect me anymore. You know, I allowed myself to feel, I allowed myself to dwell on it. You know, I don't like, I don't like suppressing my emotions or memories. I like I like sitting with them and and being aware of what happened and letting whatever sort of emotion it is affect me because it is a privilege to be honest to feel emotions it's a privilege because you know being deprived of the ability to feel is not necessarily a comfortable thing to be honest because I there are moments in my depression where I'm totally off and I don't know how to react to certain situations because my body doesn't allow me to, you know. So feeling emotions is a privilege. And I feel like we should be very aware of that and very grateful. But as I sat with that embarrassing moment, as I sat with, you know, I'm not going to say the embarrassing moment because when I say it out loud to people, it's not a big deal. But because of me and my overthinking and anxiety, it's like a humongous deal you know but the mindset that I created or a theory rather let's just refer to them as theories a theory that I created for myself based on that circumstance was yes it happened but um who's to say that they're thinking about it right at this very moment okay look around look at every single person that is in the room with you right now like actually do it if you're with somebody in a room whether you're in a car or whether you're in a certain whether you're at your workplace or wherever you are look around at your like the people that you know you know and think about any embarrassing thing that they've ever done you see exactly you can't remember embarrassing things that they've done like right on the spot you have to like dig up the memory you know so who's to say people are thinking about that day where you embarrass yourself nobody is you know because truth be told you're not the main character in anybody's life you're the main character in your own life so yes it's going to affect you but yes they acknowledged it they saw what happened but they let it go they let it go they went on with their own lives because to be honest half the time everybody else is as self-aware of themselves as you are (laughs) You know, everybody else is just thinking about their own lives as much as you are. You know, nobody cares about what you did. You know, and I feel like what affects me the most is not what happened. But what affects me the most is how much of a big deal I'm making out of it. You know, because it's not that much of a big deal. You know, and especially somebody who overthinks, you know, because of my anxiety, I stop making up stories or stop making up unimaginable things in my own head that aren't real, that never happened. You know, I, I stop making up the could've, the would've, the should've, but it didn't, you know, but I'm still letting it affect me. And 
you know, as time went by, I started reminding myself of that theory that who's to say they're thinking about it right now? You know, everybody else is so focused on their own lives and whatever it is that's going on in their own lives, nobody cares anymore, to be honest, you know? And I think that's the problem with anxiety is that we think too much. We think too much. One thing that somebody once told me, you know, that I'm so grateful for and that I still carry with me today is to always pull my thoughts back to the present. You know, because I think overthinking is just a side effect of anxiety. It's like, it's like, okay, yes, a side effect of anxiety. And we often tell ourselves or we assume that um, everything, because of our anxiety, we assume that everything that goes on in our brain or in our minds, everybody else is aware of that too. You know, overthinking, yeah, yes, it does have its benefits, you know, because people often mistaken it for my gut feeling. You know, it's just you overthinking love. It's not your gut feeling, you know, and that is the positive side of overthinking. You know, it does help you to think further in situations that might later reveal themselves or might um, point the attention to that situation that was never given attention to begin with, you know. But also overthinking might cause us to assume that a situation is much bigger than it seems. And that is never good, to be honest. It is never good, you know, because I don't know. I think... For me, it was quite sad, and I think it still is, you know, because I'm such a small human being, and for me to think that I'm pretty big whenever I'm walking within the world is quite a paradox, you know, for somebody who's so small, but the anxiety is constantly feeding me the lies that I am much bigger than I seem, and not in a good way, you know, because everybody always focuses on the bigger object and never the smaller one, right? So every time I go out into the world, I suddenly assume that everybody's eyes are on me and they're judging me and they know so much about me, but they don't even know anything about me, you know? Or when somebody's, I think this has happened to everybody or most of the people with anxiety, but when you're seated by yourself and there's like a group of people who are laughing and therefore you suddenly think that they're laughing at you. I think that's the worst feeling. I think that's the worst feeling. Or when people are speaking, you know, and you think they're talking about you. Ah, it sucks. And if you've went through this, you know, I am so sorry because nobody deserves to feel like this, you know. But also, it's all in your head. Okay? A group of strangers are not going to suddenly laugh at you. You know, to be honest, I'm, I'm going to draw you back to earth. You're not that important to somebody else's conversation you know that much to that point you know yes people might be aware of you seated like at a different table but they're not going to suddenly make you a certain topic you know you're not important enough to fill their lives you know especially if they don't know you I'm just saying you know I'm trying to like bring you down to earth to humble you and also to ease your anxiety you know sometimes I feel like we should step out of our heads and step out of ourselves and actually you know, look around and 
start reminiscing on everything and like you suddenly realize that none of this matters at all i mean yes it does matter life matters it's great live it yeah whatever but like whatever it is that you're so obsessed over you know when you go out and you're so obsessed over how you look it doesn't matter it doesn't matter you know or you're so obsessed about what people say about you it doesn't matter it's all in your head you're not so important as to fill somebody else's life to the point where they will make you a priority you know to speak about you or to make comments about you you're not that important you know people don't even think about themselves to that point or talk about themselves to that point so what more you you know what i mean i feel like once you realize that you're as ordinary as the next person you won't even care you won't even care just focus on yourself but don't focus on like the bad parts of yourself you know don't beat yourself up to that point focus on who you are and draw your mind back away from other people and their opinions you know because truth be told they don't have opinions about you unless you sparked that interest in them to have an opinion about you but if you're just a, a nobody seated next to somebody in a taxi honey they're not thinking about you they're thinking about themselves they're thinking about where they're going or where they're coming from they're thinking about the person they were talking to they're thinking about what they did last night they're thinking about what they ate you're not that important you know and constantly say those words to yourself until it becomes a reality that it's all in my head it is all in my head like it's not even real none of this is real you know we live on a floating rock in the middle of nothingness nobody cares about you to like as much as you think they do people love you yes people care about you yes but people that know you not some random stranger that you suddenly assume are filling their daily lives with your thoughts or with thoughts about you you know nobody even thinks about their favorite celebrities to that extent i'm just saying <laughs> but everybody has felt anxious you know don't ever feel like you're so alienated because of that everybody has felt anxious in certain situations and i think that's when the difference comes in the difference you know there are people who feel anxious and people who live with anxiety and that's why it's called an anxiety disorder you know these people like me who wake up in the morning feeling anxiety uh feeling anxious even though it wasn't sparked by anything there are people like me who have constant sweaty palms and sweaty feet and people who just sweat for no reason whatsoever there are people like me whose hearts race at an abnormal pace even though nothing happened you know unprovoked just like that you know and there are some people who feel anxious because of an upcoming event or the future i think that's like the 99% reason of anxiety is the thought of the future or what might happen you know but um for me i'm going to speak from my point of view as somebody who has an anxiety disorder you know i used, like 
in my podcast I spoke about waking up you know and I'd feel anxious unnecessarily you know like without any reason at all and how do you deal with that you know how do you tell your mind to be calm even though it wasn't provoked to be uncalm so I think that's where dealing with anxiety comes in how I deal with my anxiety is do I even you know but I think one habit I spoke about that I picked up lately is drawing myself back to the present you know because yes at times my my mind I feel like my mind is so used to being anxious that the body just um naturally reacts that way that's why I have sweaty palms and stuff and that's just my body's being so used to anxiety that it doesn't know how else to act apart from that I don't know if that's a thing but that's just my theory you know but like how I deal with my anxiety is I draw myself back to the present I think about now where I am I look at my surroundings and I used to do this before school you know to 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 make myself focus on where I am right now I used to like name 10 objects you know things I can see uh, name 10 colors that I can see name 10 things that I can smell 10 things that I can touch stuff like that you know it draws your mind back to where you are your present moment and helps you focus on that you know and another thing that i used to do or i still do rather is exercise (laughs) i know i also hate it when somebody tells me or lists exercise as one of the helping or coping mechanisms of anxiety but exercise is good for you i don't know how i can explain it but it's it just is it's good for you in many ways and easing your anxiety just happens to be one of them another thing that helps me with my anxiety i call this a distraction you know a good distraction because they are bad distractions but this is a good distraction you know i find my comfort hobby something that i know doesn't require a lot of a lot of effort that i can just do anytime you know because you know people tell you to find hobbies you know but things that you've never done before that require a lot of action and to be honest i'm not gonna lie majority of us don't really like moving our bodies to that extent yes we do get active there and then but like it's not that deep you know so i watch like shows and a series that i know bring me comfort and warmth and they ease my mind you know so that's what i do i just i i that's 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 how i take care of myself you know i know when you listen to some podcasts and you listen to some motivational videos they'll 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 give you like um a sort of routine to do on a daily basis you know wake up at a certain time take a shower exercise eat journal but like i used to do that but then i found out you know like as time went by as i started to listen to myself and pay attention to myself i started realizing that it was not working for me to be honest i mean it might be working for other people but like aren't i supposed to be taking care of myself and 
loving myself it feels more like i'm burning myself out even much more than i was already burnt out you know so i just started taking it slow like yes doing things that are beneficial for me but in ways that were you know in my own capabilities you know not according to somebody else you know so i journaled when i wanted to when i could or when i felt like i needed to i did my routines i drank lemon water and mind you this is all in past tense because i'm in a season in my life i'll make a podcast about that but i'm in a season in my life where i'm just being present and i'm just listening to myself you know i'm just trying to figure out where i am so i know what to do you know but i feel like i'm getting i'm getting on track you know i'm slowly but surely i'm not forcing myself i'm exercising again i'm starting to do my podcasts again and youtube channel stuff again you know slowly but surely i'm getting back on track i'm seeing progress and that's a good sign you know but anyway speaking from the past tense i i just always used to do things that made me happy but were also like beneficial to me you know so i feel like just pay attention to yourself know what works for you and just do it like that but yeah um i found a comfort that eased my anxiety that was watching a series watching a show or you know just sometimes reading you know there are times in my uh, i'm gonna call them seasons too just like seasons in my life that i'd read and then i just stop you know because i just don't want to anymore <laughs> you know even though reading is good for you you know i don't want to force it because if i read forcefully i won't pay attention i'm gonna read but i i will not know what i have read you know i used to listen to motivational videos or listen to podcasts and stuff like that you know but surely slowly but surely we're getting there and we're doing it all over again but anyway yeah i don't know if there's anything else i'm missing but this was fun you know not only making another podcast but speaking about anxiety i've never really spoken about anxiety it's always been about depression you know i've i've made my anxiety a part of me so much that it's just who i am now you know it's just i have anxiety you know but to be honest who doesn't i'm just kidding but like i have anxiety and it has become so normal that i've never really sought to deal with it to that point because how do you you know what i mean but anyway uh i want to make a part two where i speak about my anxiety too and you know the season where i'm in my life because um i want to also speak about how my anxiety has become chronic and how it does become chronic when it does become that severe you know and by chronic i mean it affects you physically because anxiety does affect you mentally right and emotionally but the worse it becomes you know it starts affecting you physically and you would start seeing it in like like i said sweaty palms and stuff but not like that but like you know my body does this thing where it trembles you know my hands are so weak my hands shake constantly um my legs shake or you know stuff like that i want to speak about that the chronic part of anxiety i think that's going to be the next you know 
podcast, the next label for the podcast, the chronic anxiety or whatever. But anyway, guys, thank you so much. If you've gotten this far, thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for your support. It does not go unnoticed. You know, I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys, all of you, and your positive feedback makes me so happy. Um, uh, yeah, stay tuned and have a good day or night, whatever it is that you're doing, and take care of yourself. Bye.